Guys, if you're a fan of the podcast and you want to see more every week, you want the guest episode, which is is exclusive to the Patreon, you go to Patreon. If you want the Dog Walks with Davey podcast, you go to the Patreon. If you want the Psychic and Stand-Up podcast, hey, Patreon. If you want all that extra bonus content and a lot more stuff to come now that we're settled in the new studio, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash slagipodcast and become a patron today the link is in the bio you just click there you subscribe for as little as two pound a month and come and join the party more podcasts more content more fun do it now guys it is scarily close to my bits and pieces show at the ulster hall that's right the 10th of september i'm back in the ulster hall for what will probably be my last big show for the foreseeable i don't think i'll be doing anything next year maybe not the year after that's the plan so if you want to come and see me in a big room for the last time for a while until i go on hiatus come to the ulster hall on saturday the 10th of september 2022 it's in my opinion going to be my best show yet my silliest hopefully funniest and i think everyone will have a great time so if you want to come and see that get the tickets the links in the description bring your friends tell your mates share it out if you buy tickets share it out i'll reshare it i'll do all that stuff just get your tickets now so i don't have to like go to bed at night and like pee myself and all that'd be great in the lead up to the ulster hall i'm doing a series of very intimate work in progress shows to make sure that come saturday the 10th of september my ulster hall show is as funny and as good as and as juicy as it can be so i'm going to antrim macrofelt banger newry and then i'm going to Derry slash london Derry if you're pedantic after i've done ulster halls don't worry about that but again the ticket links below the sly guy podcast would not be the sly guy podcast without the support of modest beer and that's not me being modest that's just me being honest modest beer have been with us since day one on the podcast and they support us so i want you to support them how do you do that dave i'll tell you you go to their website www.modestbeer.co.uk where you can buy beer shocker or if you want to support them even more you want to wear that very sleek stylish simple modest logo get merch as well they've got hats t-shirts jumpers I don't know if they have lederhosen, I was going to say they have lederhosen, that's just probably a full lie, so don't worry about it. But they have a great selection of merch and beer there, www.modestbeer.co.uk. And if you haven't already, follow them on social media, at Modest Beer. Guys, enjoy the show. I'm the Slag Guy. Guys, welcome to another Slag Guy podcast with me, your host, Dave Elliot, I hope we're all feeling good whenever you're listening to this podcast. Again, I sometimes in my wee head try to think of when and where people would listen to this. Where I listen to podcasts, I'll tell you, in my ears when I'm walking my dog or in my car when I'm driving. Don't know why I'm doing sign language. If you're listening to the audio here, you'll not see it. But I did feel like I imagine sign language there and it probably looks distracting if you're watching it. But yeah, where do you listen to it? Some people are freaks, listen to podcasts in the gym. I don't know how they do that. The only podcast I could listen to if I was in the gym would be if I was sitting on one of those wee, you know the exercise bikes that like really heavy people need to sit, use, which is like me, or just people with back problems. They're, you know, just where you're reclined and you just cycle away. That's the only place you could listen to a podcast because you could believably fall asleep there. You know, whereas you're doing anything else, if you're lifting weights, you should be listening to fucking 
whoa, aggressive, hard, heavy rock music, or like you know Lady Gaga, but nowhere in between. You're either listening to Gaga or you're listening to fucking Megadeth. There's no in between. If you're working out, that's my my opinion anyway. That's what I listen to in a workout, which you know is a lot more frequent these days. Let's be honest. I've been I've been on my health kick of late, and you know what the the old people, and by the old people I mean people who um, talk about fitness. They say, man, the healthier you are, the more you work out, the better you feel. And I'm going to say they may, they may be onto something because I'm feeling a little bit better. There you have it. Now, this is probably going to sound shat- earth shattering to a lot of people, but um, I have found that since I've been on a wee health kick, my brain works better. Wow. I'm less tired, which is weird because you're tired, you know, and I just generally feel a little bit better for it. So the guys, those guys, those fitness guys online being like, do this, they're right, you know? And now what's going to be even more bizarre is, and I'll, I'll tell you because this is the nature of what this this podcast is, right? It's just me talking. Um, is I went to my holidays last week. I say holidays. My holidays were a few months back when I went to Maidenhead in the south of England. That's technically my holidays. This was a break. We need to decipher the difference between a break and a holiday now this my holiday I was away for if you're away for over a week with your family and it's warm holiday that's my definition if you're away for less than a week for maybe three days with your family and it's cold break which is an ironic name for because you you're just if anything it's the opposite of a break because you're just there in a more intense way with your whole family, which you don't, you know, that's not a break. If anything, that's pushing you towards breaking point. You know, that's not a break to, to step away. That's putting you into like a microcosm of, of your family. And it does push you. It it does push you to breaking point, you know, because there's no escape. At least in your house, they can go to the, the kids can go to the rooms. Your wife can go to the living room you can go and just stand in the utility room and just look at the wall whereas you're on holiday you're not in normal scenario circumstances you know it's pressure but the break was good i'll be honest it was a good time went to donegal and i don't know if any of you guys are familiar with donegal but it's a place just across the border so technically in the republic of ireland it's the west of ireland just past Derry slash londonderry where i'm doing a show on the first of october tickets are available via link in the bio and I'll be honest, it was my only my second time in County Donegal. Now, people, this is the thing that annoys me, right? The amount of people you go, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to Donegal here. Oh, I've only been once before. And they're like, what the, what? Fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, when I was younger, my parents took me abroad. You know, guess, you know, my, my dad's paramilitary and I, I do, you know. So I don't know what to say to that. The same thing happened whenever um, Catherine was saying to me about, we went to Newcastle, like, sort of when I just had the one child, so maybe, what, two years ago? And I couldn't remember if I'd ever been in Newcastle before. She was like, what, you've never been? I was like, yeah, have you been to Disney World? She was like, well, no, and I will fuck up then. You know what I mean? Different horses for different courses. I was like, I've just not been in Newcastle. I don't know why, because, you know, we just didn't go really do, like, and it's weird because I don't know what people did in their childhood because what I have found as a parent I do and again it's all down to Catherine really is I like to go out and do things with the kids you know take the kids out somewhere 
again, as all part of a wider plan to tire them out so the fuckers will sleep. That's the sole reason you do anything in life now. You know, you don't do anything for enjoyment. You don't do anything for um, a feeling of, you know, you don't do anything for a feeling of fulfillment. All you do is try to find elaborate ways to make the time not seem like it passes so slowly and you're going to maximise the exhaustion of your children. That's it. You just want your days to go by quickly and your children to be fucking exhausted. That's the sole goal in life. From the second and minute and hour your kids wake up in the morning, your first thought is, how do I tire these fuckers out so that they're going to just fuck off the bed earlier? And I mean, it does sound a wee bit sly. Do I care? Not really. Kids do provide you some joy during the day. Yes, they give you like little hugs and stuff and that's fine. But the truth is yesterday when I wasn't on my holidays and I was in the house, I spent, I'd say, probably an hour of my day putting stickle bricks into a box and putting them away only for my one-year-old daughter Matilda to go get the stickle brick box, pour it on the floor again for me to repeat that cycle until she got bored of torturing me. And then at that point, I was like, thank God, she's finished with stickle bricks, Duplo. She went and got fucking box of Duplos, are fucking that everywhere. So about four or five times, I cleaned just the living room. And then sometimes when you're doing that, the thought process goes into your head like, is this, is this just my, is this how I exist now? Just running about mundanely and repetitively picking up children's toys for the same child to go and pick it and fuck it on the floor again and the answer is yes that is how that's my my life now and do i enjoy it yes but also has moments where you go what the fuck is this i'm doing with my life now the other options are i just fake my own death and somehow start again but then again being a be you know being a narcissist as we all are as all comedians are I probably want to do stand-up again and then put out videos and they'd be like, there's there's my dad, except fully entirely bald, no eyebrows, no beard, no head hair. Be like, well, fucking scooped. How'd you get me? The gap teeth, fuck. There's always something, so you can't get away, you know? And then the problem with this, you go away on a break that doesn't involve an airplane. If you drive, you can bring so much shit with you. Thankfully, we didn't bring the stickle bricks or the Duplo with us. We brought we just we brought Play-Doh, which they never touched. We brought little surfboards, which obviously they it was fucking Baltic, so the kids can use that. So that just took up space in the car. Uh, for some reason, we brought Peppa Pig Super Deluxe Camper Van, which again is about that size and that high and dimension, a big fucking square. Didn't leave the car. So what we did, we just packed a lot of stuff to try to pacify the kids. And none of the fuckers, they just didn't be able to use it. So we just effectively didn't maximise the space. So therefore I had to leave stuff behind, like my pillows and, you know, my things that I like. And just go on this holiday. And it was, it was a good time. Oh no, who's fucking, who is this ringing me? Jesus, one second. Hey guys, I'm back. That phone call, unknown number, normally wouldn't answer on the podcast. But um, I just felt like I should today. And thankfully I did because I'm getting paid thank thank god you know for jobs that's the downside of, of doing this as a job is that you don't like obviously having worked in an office and everything before i got like um i got my monthly wage now you just send invoices and sometimes hey just never get paid so that's good 
that I'm finally going to get paid and I'll not have the bailiffs coming after me. Not that we have bailiffs in this country, but, you know, it's it's better to not be in that circumstance. So, as I was saying, giving off about the space in the car and the kids. We did that. That's what we went. Now, going to Donegal, I didn't know a lot about it. What, in my head, I thought it would be, it would be a very tranquil, relaxed place. And guess what? It was. It was lovely we stayed in a place called Dunlow which I was going about telling people it's called Dunglow because there's a G in there why call, you know why have a letter in there if it's not you know and it was in the Gale Talk which I'm sure you all know I was just right at home as a master of the Irish language I was straight in there into like Ampost which is of course a post office um, went straight in there and I was like listen to the family I'll, I'll sort this out we were in the post office we needed to get some stamps because we had to send some stuff you know we had to send away cards and stuff home so I said listen I'll show you what I'm all about went into Ampost went up and was like excuse me ish and they went hmm I went two because it's the same I went two and first class stampish, sorted. They knew exactly what I meant. Out I went, boss dog, master of the Gale talked. You know, and that's what they call it, Gale talk. Maybe I should I should rebrand my podcast just Gale talk, and I'll just talk, you know, with my my Irish speaking friends, and it will be a fantastic experience. And again, here's the thing: as somebody who, you know, is technically, technically from a Protestant background. Although I'm half a Jaffa, I'm technically, you know, I went to the Presbyterian Church because my Protestant granny, you know, bought me sweets and, and gave me Premier League stickers. So that's why I went to the Protestant Church. And also, she lived closer than my Catholic granny, lived out in a fucking cult. She sticks somewhere. So it would be, and didn't drive. So it was easier for my parents to get a couple hours' peace on a Sunday morning if my, you know, hardened Presbyterian Ulster says no, granny took me to church. So for me, technically, a Protestant. Being a master, hey, listen, you can embrace all cultures, you can embrace all um, traditions. You don't, it doesn't have to be weaponized, you know. And I'm a guy, use the language, and it was great. And we were in Dunlow, nice time, you know. We were, we were staying in a big, um, a big house, and it was myself, my family, and then my friend, his wife, who's also my friend, let's be fair, and their kids. So it was a nice break, um, again. I was under a lot of pressure with like uploading this stupid podcast and the fucking all the hundreds of things that are over on Patreon. So I was like, I'll bring my laptop, upload that, no bother, no problem at all. But there's no Wi Fi. Somehow found a way, you know, just, but it was nice to work for potentially 20 minutes of the week. You know, it was nice. I did, I tried to. Whenever I'm away with my family, not to be too in the like work, so to speak, or not, you know, like putting stuff on social media or fucking promoting gigs and all that shit. Which, to be fair, is the worst part of being a being a, a fucking comedian. You know, the worst part about it is because for me as a guy, I'm not I'm not really I don't like the come come see me I'm class because I like to just let my comedy. You know, I, I I like to focus on actually working on stand up, and actually making the R show a good quality R. I like to do more work in progresses. I like the home a bits. So I like to do this. I like that. I prefer that element to stand up than to do being like, oh, I have a wee viral video that I've taken on my phone of me pretending to be, you know, I me pretending to be a fucking shopkeeper. Oh, f- hundreds of thousands of tickets sold. You know, fuck that sort of shit. I try to, you know, work in that craft, and I just feel awkward now as a full-time comedian 
and whatever and have to sell gigs i know i have to embrace that shit more and it's just hard but we're getting there we're trying to put podcast clips out which i like doing you know other wee bits and bobs we try to do it so we kept on top of it the, the podcasts were all out on patreon nice time didn't matter at bar that phones were away all good so that was nice now my wife she had this idea in her head like what we're what we're going to do is go to the beach because here we had a heat wave or some shit the week before there just when you're standing in the middle of a beach facing the atlantic ocean just having your face beaten with wind and it's not really that you know it's not that not really that good an idea really to be on the beach but this is the thing about about Catherine when she makes a decision respect her she's like the 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 fucking pilot of the titanic or whatever those nonsense are called it ride boats whenever he was like i'm going down my ship that's her she'd be like well this is my idea and we're doing it and you could be looking outside going but there's it's thunder and lightning the rain's beating down the 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 sand dunes are actually moving you know the sand there, there is a sandstorm out there she'd be like well decisions made we are doing it and that's what happened the first day we got down stopped there was just wind and rain everywhere now i did put the kibosh on bringing the 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 body boards the paddle boards as my kids call them you know they're just like little they're like bits of polystyrene they just came out of the package of of the desk that i got for this office you know it's just it's just slices of polystyrene should have used the soundproofing they took it as surfboards whatever as i can't they can't take that in the sea because they're like the oldest four and they can't and they're like well we're at the, we're having a day at the beach here's a bucket and spade let's have fun as soon as we get to the beach um catherine and um our, our other friend just sat down we're like that's it we're sitting down here we're enjoying the beach and the kids were just like oh, freezing so i thought you know what we need to do to get the kids past this this for big freeze in the sea just walk them up to the sea and back so we walked the sea and back and it was myself and my mate Griff and his kids and, and mine. And we just walked to the beach. They're all going. It's like you know Game of Thrones. We're trying to climb over the White Wall, and they're going. I, I am fucking. I'm, 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 I'm done. We're like, shut the fuck up. You're on your holidays. Enjoy it. Walked there, went back, and then we're like, we know what we need to do to liven up. Let's play a bit of football. So, um, my mate's son, he booted the football like as a four year old would. You know, with very, very, very little motor skills. You know, just a toe punt, and didn't make a clean connection. It wasn't like a always rising strike in the top corner. It was like a scuff. But then the wind caught it, and the ball went, and it rolled, and it rolled, and it rolled, and it rolled. And my mate Griff, he's got a banjack's leg at the minute, and in like a big boot, so he couldn't chase after it. He's a much more lean, you know, athletic runner than I would be. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to save this ball for the kids. And off I went, just fucking shot off into the fucking wind. The face beating off me with sand and sea air and fucking salt and just didn't save the ball. I eventually got too far, disappeared. Just that that was the weather we were dealing with. So it was like that for a few days. But other than that, other than the weather beating us, our spirit was not to be defeated. It was a great time. Got back to the house. The kids, it was a big gaff. Now that's what I'll say to... The Catherine and Anna, like they can sort serious fucking Airbnbs out. If you're ever looking at Airbnbs and recommendations, come to me because they, they never fail. So the kids are just wreck, wrecking the play, place and then we just were able to get beers out. It was great. The kids went to bed, we played board games, drank beers, drank some wine, maybe had a little bit of cheese, played Monopoly. Good times. Good grown up times. And then that's what happened for a couple 
of other days. I'm trying to remember what else we did. We went to, I mean, Woe Shocker Day, day two, we went to another beach. We went to Rosnarla Beach, which I think I call it Rosnalai whenever I was doing the uh, Rave Lockdown on live radio, which made that I got made a dick off. But hey, it's one of those things. If you haven't been somewhere, how do you expect it to know what it's called? So Ross and the Law it was, and then it was just another nice time there. It was a bit hotter there. You could bring your car on the beach. The, the weather wasn't just beating us down. So it was a nice day. Dug some sandcastles, had a good time. Nice break. Then we went to, again, this is just the last point because I realised this is boring as fuck. We went to Wild Ireland, which is like a, an animal sanctuary for animals that used to live in Ireland before, you know, fucking... St. Padraig came along with his fucking sidewinder flute or whatever and just got them out. You know, get all the fuck... Snakes, fuck off. Wolves and bears and all can go too. Fuck away off you, fucking hoosie. So I went there and it was good to see bears up close, wolves up close, you know. I have a lot of um, a lot of love for bears, being one myself, you know. Uh, um, so it was nice to see. It was just a good time, a good trip. Nice chilled out trip, good good vibes as the kids would say and I just totally recharged uh, feeling good I'm back doing the podcast yes now the one thing I was trying to do when I was away was to make sure that I stayed somewhat well behaved because usually what will happen is I could be doing a wee, a wee diet for a period of time I'm normally good if I can get past two weeks you, you should start seeing changes in my physique normally i'll have a solid two weeks and then be like something will happen i'll get sick or i'll injure myself or i'll just have a night out and then i'll fuck it you know it'll just be like ah well did well and then it's just off the wagon so i wanted to try to when i was away like keep doing my steps was hitting 10k a day good time and managed to do that didn't eat as terribly as i could and didn't drink as much as i usually would and i put on half a kilogram so that's not bad for holidays you know not bad and i was back back in the wagon First day back to work in here, a lot of writing deadlines and things to do in the studio, doing a bit of work because again, it's not complete yet. If you go over to Patreon and watch the guest episodes, you'll see the set is a bit more ornate than this. This is just a simp- the simple solo slag guy set. It's all gravy. The Patreon set is creme de la creme. So getting that ready, came in here, forgot to get breakfast, forgot to get lunch, went home, got a chippy, didn't I? Dickhead. Ruining all the progress that I had made. And that was the weird thing. Being away for four days, having drinks, let's be fair, every day. And, you know, eating not terribly, but not that. I was fine. Maybe one day I was a little bit groggy with a hangover. And that was the day I was on the red wine. Fucking, what's he like, right? So I got a chippy. Cheesy chip and a chicken burger. And I didn't get a chippy, cheese chip and a chicken burger. I got a cheesy chip and a chicken burger. And obviously thought I could finish it and didn't because it was just too I don't know what happens again those guys and by those guys I mean like fitness dudes online are like listen you wouldn't put fucking you wouldn't put spunk into your car would you you need petrol don't know why spunk's the first liquid I thought you wouldn't fill your fucking car with spunk would you so why would you fill your body with spunk unless unless you're fucking in that no you know I mean? You wouldn't fill a petrol car with diesel. That's what I'm saying. So they say, why fuel your body with shite? So that's fair enough. But um, I ended up just eating that. And the next day, did I have the worst headache of all time? Yes, 
I was not feeling good in any way, shape or form. Felt worse hangover than it did. Any night I was drinking or anything else, it was just awful. Horrendous. Dying. And I was I remember lying in bed with this blistering headache, being like, should I just go and deal with this hangover how you would deal with hangover by getting a subway foot long chicken and bacon ranch double regular cheese ranch sauce onions lettuce cheesy Doritos Mountain Dew that's a hangover cure would I I was tempted but I went no you know what I'm going to do I'm going to get my big fat lazy hole out of bed and go take a dog for a 10k walk not 10 10 kilometres wise the bap 10,000 steps obviously but I did took him out back in the wagon feeling good feeling strong feeling fit drinking my water or obviously drinking modest beer too but in moderation you know and I'm feeling good again you know and I, and I have a bit more energy I'm going to bed earlier I'm getting up fucking earlier the, the fucking stresses of work aren't annoying me as much I'm feeling good and that's where we're at people so we're back from holiday we're settled into the new studio hope everyone likes it hope you're having a good time yourselves and hopefully you're feeling good now I know sometimes before I have spoken about the old bonds and about fucking struggling with bits and bobs I definitely think I am a more mentally able dude when I'm a bit less of a fat fuck you know there you go don't know what the science behind that is but you know when you say you got a healthy body you have a healthy mind when you're le- like I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination I have a healthy body but getting out doing a bit of exercise being less of a fat fuck definitely gives me more energy makes me feel better so let's hope it continues and I don't die before I'm like 100 because I mean I will die like I'll probably die before I'm probably die in my 50s like let's face it but I'd rather live to my 50s than my 40s you know what I'm saying so that is where we're at all good so we're home um, we're looking for something else to watch in the box you know obviously like to watch a series of an evening and those two wee fucking heathen bastards are in bed having fucked stickle bricks all over my house for an entire day um, and we stumbled upon a show on Netflix I don't know if any of you guys have seen this it's called Woodstock 99 and it was potentially one of the greatest documentary series as a I have ever seen, right? For any context, for anyone who doesn't know, the Woodstock Festival originally took place in 1969. The Summer of Love, guys, you know, when the hippies were kicking about. Um, they did this concert, um, I don't know where it was, probably in Woodstock, wherever Woodstock is. Let's get let's get it up, because again, Woodstock 99 was a different kettle of fish altogether. But Woodstock um, 69 was a festival, a, a, an historic festival, right? It was um, the Woodstock Musical and Art Fair. Uh, it was a music festival held on a dairy farm in New York. There you go. 40 miles southwest of the town of Woodstock. I mean, why call it Woodstock if it's 40 miles away? You know what I mean? It makes no sense. Like, Belfast City Council's Belfast, not Lisburn. You know what I mean? Just fucking... The festival became it's a pivotal moment in popular music history as well as defining event for counterculture generation so there you go um it was just a, a and the thing about it was it was a three-day festival everybody had a great time it was all peace all love everyone came together a lot of fun so obviously happened in 1969 they decide themselves listen we will we will redo it we will try to bring back the same love and peace energy 
30 years later on the anniversary. We'll try to do it 30 years later, you know. And that's all well and good. So this is what happens in life sometimes. See if something fun happens, like a great impromptu moment, and you go, we need to try and recreate that. It's never as good, is it? And without giving too many spoilers away, Woodstock 99 wasn't as good as a 69. And I mean, I would argue that a 99 is better than a 69, but, you know, each to their own. Um, But they tried to recreate it. So the guy who ran it, a guy called Michael Lang, he... um, was obviously a younger man in 1969. He knew what was hip, he knew what was sort of happening, he knew the music, he knew what he wanted to do. In 1999, old guy, you know, bit out of touch. Like me, you tell me any any of the artists nowadays, no idea. You want to talk about the Pet Shop Boys? Take that, all good. But he um, was like, right, we'll do it again. We'll book acts. Who's hip at the minute? Now, bear in mind, the ethos of Woodstock 69 was all peace and love. You know, you had bands there, you had like, Ravi, Ravi Shankar, he was one, wasn't he? Ravi Shankar, Joan Baez, um, was reading through Creedence Clearwater Revival, Janis Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone, you know, Jimi Hendrix, chilled guys playing good music, everyone have a good time. You know, they try to recreate that, and they're like, who should we book for Woodstock 99? Should we go for something a bit chilled, something a bit like to to try and have the same vibe as then? And my, your man was like, "Nah, I'll go for Limp Biscuit, Corn, and the Offspring, amongst others." Now, the fans of like Ravi Shankar, Joan Baez, on the world are like hippies, you know, smoking the weed, peace and love, great time. Fans of Limp Biscuit and Corn are just fucking real wee angry, like people just having puberty and all. It's fucking. All his testosterone being like, why is there her coming out of my balls? <laughs> fucking raging. You know, it's a big difference, isn't it? They're all, ah. oh, hippies are like, oh, it's so good. And they're like, ah, oh, fucking, you know what I mean? Booking corn, Limp Bizkit and fucking the offspring to have like a peace and love festival is like booking Andrew Tate, Ryan Giggs and Johnny Depp for a feminist rally. You know, it's the same energy. It's totally off. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at, I don't even know. Let's see, see some, um, like uh, the. I'm sure Joan Baez sang about like you know ending wars and peace and stuff. You know, I I don't know the ins and outs. Sound like Anthony Joshua there. You know, listen. I know things aren't good in Ukraine. You like I know there are problems there. I mean, I've learned about it, but I don't know what I've learned. But it, I don't know. But it's not nice. Whatever's happened in your gaffs, not nice. All right, sort it. But I know she's not singing about like what Limp Bizkit sing about you know imagine like you're, you're the guy running up being like are you sure you want Limp Bizkit yes they're popular they're fucking they're at it what are their lyrics um, I've got a chainsaw and uh, I'll skin your ass raw um, and if my day keeps going this way I might break something tonight how 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 about your give me something to break how about your fucking face different energy you know so when you put these wee pube monsters in the fucking mosh pit that they're just there's do you ever see people that are just so horny to cry <laughs> that was the audience of Woodstock 99 just a load of like whatever the equivalent of incels were in 1999 just standing in a big their wee boners and, all, and it was horrific they just wrecking the place and like it was horrible as well for for the women there like you're watching women crowd surf and they were just having their bits grabbed and groped it was horrific 
Like you're just saying the like, and it just made you uncomfortable, you know. Whereas like those wee guys are like, oh, it's a booby. Like didn't even know this. Squeeze as hard as can because it's what they do to redicks. Stupid incels, you know what I mean? Just fucking oh. And shocking, lo and behold, as well, it had on the dairy farm the original Woodstock. They had this on a on a disused fucking naval base or something, fucking air base, not naval base, gotta be at sea, which was where it should have been if they had that at a disused naval base, they should have just put it in the ship and just pushed it out to sea and be like, this is the end of this, but it was absolutely wild, shit everywhere, because they, they outsourced everything, so they just, they, they no sanitation, shit everywhere, no one emptying the bins, just rubbish everywhere, there's a bit where Wyclef John, of course, I mean this, but this, this sentence, that Wyclef John was playing the American National Anthem on the guitar, and he said to them, throw bottles, throw plastic bottles at me, and for his entire set, he just got rained in plastic bottles, it was wild. Now, if one more episode to watch, which I believe features the Red Hot Chili Peppers who are one of my favourites I believe Flea just did the full concert with full dick out and all which is basically what was happening the whole time that was another thing after they'd been out in a blistering sun all day getting absolutely blocked watching corn in the evening like there's a rave then so you can go in there take acid take ecstasy and watch Fat Boy Slim recipe for disaster at one point there were they just, some apparently wiped out guy just drove a van into the middle, like not kill the crushing people, just drove it casually and slowly into the middle of this air hangar where Fat Boy Slim's doing a set. And then they were like, uh, Fat Boy Slim, can you stop this set, please? Because it's dangerous. And he was like, Well, I mean, I'm, I don't, and he's like, I don't want to. But he's saying on the mic, Well, that's, I don't want to stop, but there's a van in here. And then one of the producers of the show said, the fat boy slim, which is this, then being such a mug to me, he goes, um, "Fat boy can't continue with his performance until the vehicle is out of the venue." Which, at which point, my wife Catherine looked at me and went, "Huh, I wonder if that happens if someone drives a mobility scooter into your Ulster Hall show." <laughs> and I was like, do you, "Do you just want to call me fat boy?" She went, "Yes, yes, I did." And I was like, "Okay, vengeance will be got. Hasn't been gotten yet." but vengeance will be gone. But it was a good show, worth watching. I recommend, I'm going to look at a couple of questions here. Again, I'm recording this in the middle of the day, so whether there will be any, don't know, mate, hopefully, because otherwise it's just going to be a real short episode, but that's what the people like, isn't it? Short things work well. Isn't that the saying? It's not the size of the piece, it's the fucking weight ramming at home and all. Um, uh, someone has asked, to me um, thoughts on the worst joke ever when in the fringe joke of the year um, I don't know I'll have to look at that uh, let me see let me see the best joke so was it the worst joke ever like worst Thoughts on the worst jokes ever when in the Fringe Joke of the Year? I'll, I'll just Google worst Fringe Joke of the Year. I mean, I'll maybe see what the Fringe Joke of this year is. That's the thing. See, the Fringe this year, I've been looking at it going like, I'm actually glad I'm not there. At the start, I was like, I'm going to have serious FOMO, but then I've seen what it is. I'm like, nah, probably just, be, it's kind of like Woodstock, isn't it? But to a lesser extent, people just living in hovels and not being able to wash. And it just looks miserable, drinking dollars of the day, feeling terrible. Um, best joke, Fringe 2022. Let's see. Because here's the thing about these. It's the people judging them aren't comedians, are they? Um, let's see what the best joke of the fringe. 
um, which is funny because it's already decided before it's done. Masai Graham works with severely autistic adults. I mean, wow. Let's see. His friend's got the back of most of the, his one-liners. I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me and I couldn't get past it. Is that not like one of the most hack jokes of all time? Wow. Runner-up was Mark Simmons, who I've seen before, good act, has said, did you know if you get pregnant on the Amazon, it's next day delivery, that's that's a good joke. Olaf Falafel um, came in both third and sixth. Let's see. No, it doesn't tell me a joke. Just give me the fucking jokes. All right, here we are. My attempts to combine nitrous oxide and oxo cubes made me a laughing stock. Um, by my age, my parents had a house in the family. And to be fair, so do I. But it's the same house in the same family. That's a good joke. That was from Hannah Fairweather. I like that a lot. Um, I hate funerals and I'm not a mourning person. Spelt mourning. Mm-hmm. I spent the whole morning... This is Olaf Falafel again. I spent the whole morning building a time machine. So that's four hours of my life that I'm definitely getting back. Well, I mean, that's not bad. It didn't make me laugh, but yeah, it's not bad. Um... I sent a food parcel to my first wife, FedEx, Richard Pulsford, not bad. Now, Tim Vine, I enjoy Tim Vine and this is a great joke. I used to live hand to mouth. You know what changed in my life? Cullery. <laughs> great. Um, don't knock threesomes. Having a threesome is like hiring an intern to do, do all the jobs you hate. Nah, I think, you know, a lot of the jokes of the friends are kind of... Like, how did that guy win? I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me and I couldn't get past it. 52%. He must have a lot of friends that voted for him because that's not a great joke at all. Um, Ballin has said two mentions. I mean, let's see who this... bizarre let me see what they have asked um how do you manage to maintain your glorious hairline and great personality with two children and well i'm fully going bald and you know i just managed to maintain my great personality because i'm a great guy now i don't know if that's being sincere or not because um it doesn't look like it is but you know what if it if it is thanks and also you're blind because i'm really going bald um and and, and that's about that right so let's see other questions Yes. Um, Robin has said, if you had to commit one crime in order for it never to be committed again, which would it be? If you had to commit one, if you had to commit one crime in order for it never to be committed again, what would it be? Oh, no, that is hard. Because it's like you're doing the crime that you basically hate the most. Oh, that is really tough. Um, I... Uh, the, the worst crime to me is anything involving harming children, basically. But I don't... I, you know what? Robin, you fucked my head there because I would never want to do anything that would harm a child. But also, uh, it, 
if you could end all harm to child would that with children if if you could harm all if you could stop all harm to child and um, if you could stop all harm to children would it be worth it oh that's a that's you know what i couldn't do it i couldn't like do it i couldn't i couldn't i just have to let other sick fucking perverts hurt children um and then i just have to be like well at least i didn't do it <laughs> and anytime there's any news or anything about like kids being murdered or attacked around i'd be like well at least it wasn't me so um oh colin has said limp biscuit or lincoln park you know what here's the thing right it's cooler to like lincoln park than it is to like limp biscuit you know and also especially because chester bennington is is, is dead you know so people are like you know he can't pick that and like he's dead rest in peace fred durst still here just being a jerk but Realistically, whose music do I, do I like better? And it's going to maybe annoy a few people, but Limp Bizkit. Their music meant more to me at the stage when I was just sitting at home squeezing my dick and all my... Oh, crying so sore. You know, I loved the Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavoured Water. It was one of my like favourite albums. I must have been, what, like 13 or something when that came out. I fucking loved it. My Generation, great song. Oh, it was just great, a great time, whereas... Linkin Park I liked don't get me wrong I did like them but then you know what I, I I just sort of I didn't like a lot of their newer stuff like see that song who cares if one more light goes out like why is that so nasally glistens flickers shut up well yeah hurtful but yeah definitely like, like Limp Bizkit and I think like a lot of people who try to be cooler like oh Limp Bizkit are shite they're not their music yeah albeit their music maybe isn't the most intellectual but it bangs it absolutely slaps and you tell me this is there ever like you can give me your socrates you can give me your confucius but is there any advice that's more true than hey kid take my advice you don't want to step into a big pile of shit fred durst is there any more can you argue that is anyone going well actually actually what you'd like to step in a big pile of shit well then you're something wrong with your head isn't there but Fred Durst said it best and you know what Limp Bizkit are rock stars they are poets and they are inspirational and Linkin Park are just good at music you know and I don't really know what they're doing now because Chester was the main guy in them and his voice is iconic and and tremendous and they don't have that anymore Mike Shinoda is as sweet as he is at making like we robotic sounds and like rapping and all which is weird when you're like 40 just not good whereas Limp Bizkit came back Fred Durst looked like a pensioner with that old dad hair dad outfit dad vibes great song I relate to it Limp Bizkit win Chris Reese has said why are deliveries on a, sh- on a ship called cargo but in a car it's called a shipment can you all just piss off with your hard questions today like my brain I'm fried I don't know how to answer that I don't know there's probably a reason for it I haven't come up with these terms you know the same way as you know there's a lot of things I just can't make common sense out of that's one and there you have it so guys I hope you enjoyed this episode my brain is now fried I'm going to go and delete my call for questions because I don't want anybody asking me any more difficult questions that are going to make me like fucking ponder my whole existence 
you know, it was wild. As I said before, guys, wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, whatever else, please um, give us a review there. A five star would be delicious if you could. You know, keep us moving in the right track. And if you want to see some more, you want to see some guest episodes or some great ones lined up, um, head on over to patreon.com. And most importantly, before you go, if you're like, I'm gonna, I'd like to go and see him sometime. I'd like to go and see what this guy um, is 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 about. Come to Ulster Hall. I'm genuinely saying when I say this, not doing a big show next year. So, um, if you want to come and see me, now's the time. Take a link in bio. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you're well. Take care. Bye. I'm the slack guy.